0: Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And on today's show, we're talking to the awesome Damien Barrett from Electrical Marine Phuket. British Damien arrived in Phuket 33 years ago. His journey to Phuket is possibly one of the best ever. And if you know Damien, then you, like me, will be super surprised. From a stagecoach rider in the good old US of A, lambing in New Zealand, not to mention jumping off mountains on a bike, this was a super fun chat. And Damien brought us chocolate. So that makes him the best guest ever. That's right, ever. Hmm. Chocolate. And Damien, enjoy the show.
1: Hello, mate. It's good to see you. Hi, Russell. Long time no see. It's, well, no, it's not good down that road.
0: Damien's here. Damien's here. Before we start with Damien, Damien's brought us chocolate. You are
1: the... The number one guest we've ever had on this show ever.
0: (laughs) Honestly, you really are.
1: As far as I'm concerned, you can come every week.
0: We've had, but then again, you had ice cream once, didn't you? But that was after the podcast.
1: That was after the podcast.
0: And um, Ellie Wolf. got... yeah, to be
1: fair, um, Magic can come anytime he likes as well. Because ice cream. Hello.
0: Yeah, and then Ellie Wolf got us a um, caramel.
1: Oh mate. Oh.
0: oh damn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you two, calm down. Um, and Ellie Wolf. Sorry, I'm just,
1: have a, I'm just gonna have a moment with this cushion while I think of. <laughs> we're yeah, about, We're going back to the first Salted conversation caramel. about
0: putting things in people's faces. <laughs> what are you covering up there, Russ? Uh, uh, anyway, Damien. That Damien. How do we? How do I say it properly? Barrett. 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 There you go. Not like the housing uh, company. How
1: is that fucking difficult, Jay? Because. You look nervous. I am. Why are you nervous?
0: Don't, um, I don't, don't like that sound of it. Can words. I just say I've okay. never seen
2: a purple Snickers before. Nor have I. I didn't see it in the shop, if <laughs> <laughs> anyone has seen Snicker on the side, that I buy why, it.
0: Why is it? I still don't understand why it is purple. We I think know, it's, you, it's, it's
1: definitely for me. It does know. say it for it you. It does say it's for me.
0: We think you should open it and just be the guinea pig.
1: Yeah. Um, it's not
0: good radio, Russ.
1: I, I know, but I'm just trying to.
0: Anyway, you look at that. Damien, when did you first get to Phuket? Uh, 89. 89. Do the maths, Russ. I love
1: them. 33 years. Mm. Is it
0: 33 years? Yeah. company is 30 years, but I've been here yeah, 30 We should mention that. Electrical Marine is a 30-year anniversary yes. um, this year. Ah, cool. Um, but yeah. 33 years. You don't look a day over 68, <laughs> so you've done you've done very well. This tropical lifestyle has treated you very nicely. Um, what was the reason to come here in those black and white days?
1: I had a premonition there'd be an electrical company that would open in three years' time, and you wanted to be here ahead of the game.
0: Pretty close. close. Or you was on the steam engine to get, <laughs> to get you here. And it conked
1: out.
0: <laughs> so I was
2: working in Singapore, and basically I was looking for a ride to australia but at that time it was the wrong direction and i like who it still is after yeah it is yeah <laughs> after spending a few days getting nowhere then two swedish girls rocked up within minutes they get jobs so i put up electrical engineer and then all of a sudden boof got loads of jobs and then i was contracted to wire a new build that was in singapore but the owner then took it up and brought it to phuket and that's how i got here
0: Okay, right. Let's unpack all of that slowly but surely. First of all, singer from <laughs> Stevenage in Hertfordshire. Wouldn't pick that. No, I wouldn't have picked that. It's very nice.
1: Why were you in? Sing- it's not a nice part of the world. Don't get me wrong.
0: I yeah, I don't. Stephenidgen yeah. might be not that nice, but Hertfordshire is lovely. Yeah, I was going to say we used to see the Queen Mother all the time, so it was all oh bless know. her. Um, why have you seen the Queen Mother? Nipworth. Excuse me. What, was she on, live on stage? No. <laughs> <laughs> she had a house there. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Oh, he went
1: and saw Queen. Yeah, right. oh, there you go. I've got
0: um, what took a young boy from Stevenage in Hertfordshire out to Singapore? Traffickers. Uh, Three-year trip around the world. Backpacking. Okay. You know, so I was basically
2: left the UK. Went into uh, New York City first time. Um, walking down the streets with my backpack, and then within oh, probably an hour, all of a sudden, there's a little gunfire and everything. I'm thinking it's a movie, and looking around to see where the cameras are, and then a guy yells at me, decked down on the ground, it was a full-on drugs bust. And I was in
0: the middle of it all. They were... Not you. You were the... I was just You were the there. chief kingpin. I was just walking down the street, and I'm
2: thinking, oh, this is good little movie. Oh, oh, wait, oh,
0: wait, I'm just trying to... Ashton, what age were you when you left then? I had my 24th
2: birthday in, in the
0: US. So and what had you studied before that? Electrical engineering. So electrical engineering was what you had studied, and that's what yep. you yep. kind of wanted to be, was an electrical engineer. But was, was marine part of it at that no. point or not? No, not at all. Not
2: at all? Not at all. I Actually, my childhood dream was to be a photographer.
0: How did that work out for you? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I've still got my original camera that I bought (laughs) at 11. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure you get the film developed anywhere. That's the only problem. Oh, you can. can. Well, it's interesting. We talked to Pete Atkinson, Atkinson. and he was a photographer, and he used to travel around the world, and he was saying he used to post off his films Films, to people to get developed and then wait for them to get shipped back. Mm. Unbelievable. So at 24, you'd finish university, you'd done everything you needed to do, and you thought, I'm going to go backpacking. Mm -hmm. And your first stop was America. Yep. That's not... In my mind, when I think backpacking,
1: you tend to think like the European sort of thing.
0: I think of Europe, going to Europe. I think of going to Asia, not now, no, I, but.
1: Well, I mean, again, if you.
0: But you wouldn't think New York City, would you? So it's, well, it's okay. Port and off you go. Ex-girlfriend.
2: Oh yeah, it all comes out now, doesn't it? <laughs> it's it's all always it always bleeding woman. So went there, stayed one night in New York.
1: Got shot at. Yeah, got shot at. <laughs> so got,
2: got, got all your drugs got stolen. So went to out to out sort of suburbs of New York, and he was a Italian dentist. What your girlfriend? No, no, the the guy, (laughs) the guy that she was working for, and lovely guy. But honestly, how the hell he could be a dentist because his hands were just huge. And I'm just (laughs) all I could think is that he would smack people in the mouth, knock them out, and then pull the teeth out with his hands. Fair enough, it'll work. But he was he was a lovely guy, and I helped him do some work in his on the property. He then the set knocking me-
1: knocking out or pulling out the teeth? Just <laughs> gardening. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs>
2: and then he set me up with uh, John and Sue Greenall, which uh, had a horse farm. Um, and so I ended up working for them for six months. And they taught me to uh, ride both English Western, I can uh, single four and a pair and i did all 23 states of america with them going to all different horse shows etc etc what
0: What the fuck, old what
2: the (laughs) (laughs) exactly i knew you'd be shocked
1: (laughs) really he's not horsing around no
0: good one done well there russ (laughs) straight off the hoof um oh Oh. dear that's it that's no
2: no the the first one (laughs) (laughs) i'm
1: here all week don't forget to tip your waitress. um what were you doing with the horses
2: uh, basically, they had their own farm. And John, uh, he had his own museum of carriages, which lots of movies would use his carriages and stuff. And one of his businesses was restoring carriages for people. Hmm. So one of the customers that we had was Mrs. J.D. Rockefeller. And I had afternoon tea with her in her house in uh, upstate New York. One wow. of wow. mountains.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly.
2: And then what else did we do? Uh, stayed at Henry DuPont's house for the weekend. Where uh-huh. had a, uh, he had a dressage and country thing. And the best part was in the actual cross country, he had all people going through. And you're in a, just a single with a real lute, uh, lightweight buggy. And he had naked ladies with ferns sort of giving directions in the
1: middle of the bloody forest. It was just bizarre. This is DuPont that went on to do the wrestling. Same family, same guy? The DuPont family, yeah, that, that paints and
0: everything. The yeah, chemicals. but
1: he's the guy that got into... He was a bit odd.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. You mentioned wrestling? Yeah, he was big into... Um, if it's the same guy, or whether it's his son or what have you, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. Was big into wrestling, and he set up a wrestler because it was, it was his mum that was all into horses. That the big horse equestrian state, correct? Mm-hmm. That was all his his mum, and the, the family heritage was all equestrian. He was a bit of a fucking weirdo, but he had this thing about building a wrestling team. There's a film, fox catcher. The film's oh, about
2: it. Didn't know. Yeah. Well,
1: he he shot. He basically shot and killed someone. There's a spoiler alert for you. He shot and killed one of the American oh, yeah. wrestling team guys. Yes, he. Like, had, same guy. Yeah, him. Said, yeah. So he, he basically built a wrestling. Um, training camp on that site.
0: Yeah, ideal, oh, Russ. Good knowledge. You're welcome.
1: I'm impressed. I'm well, impressed by both go. of you right fucking now. Fucking great film, great documentary. But what a fucking weirdo.
2: Yeah. Well, it's you know the whole weekend was just bizarre. Really yeah. was. Right. You know there was a Cadillac with this, as I said, <laughs> naked lady, and she was just laying there, just going like this, with a fern in the middle
0: of the bloody. And, and you would <laughs> never been around horses. No. Not at, at all, all. or because carri- just- carriage is very different from riding horses. Do you as you well, see much of
1: that in Stevenage.
0: <laughs> well, we used to be the first stagecoach stop. So right, was, yeah, there you, you go. You know, it was so, twenty-five yeah. miles out of London. So, yeah. how long did you work for them? To, you six said months. going around all the states. Six months for six did. months. Yeah,
2: because wow. that was that was the visa that basically you'd get at the time.
0: And were but, you with your girlfriend still? No, day? no, no, no. Got no. rid of her. She, I, she I was used,
2: with the dentist. Yeah, she was with the dentist. I only <laughs> went there just to say hello and get a free night for a couple of nights a person. <laughs> I bet <you> did, yeah. <laughs> wow. And then
0: what? I,
2: I'm, that's unbelievable, the yeah. horse side of things. Well, the other, you know, we went one of the shows at uh, Saratoga. Um, there was a gang going around and that was all in dress art. So we were all dressed up in top hat and tails and everything. And I jumped off the carriage because one of the ladies lost her bonnet, and ran across and then handed the bonnet back. And the photo was in the front page of the New York Times in the sports section the following Sunday. Busted
1: so. drug dealer runs <laughs> onto dressage, <laughs>
2: <laughs> dodgy illegal alien <laughs> from England. Yeah. And I also went through a, I think it was either a McDonald's or a. Um,
1: Please tell me you're on horseback.
2: Uh, it was in a stagecoach, f- full-on ah, four horses. Through, through. And, 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 and a drive through it. really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: and of course, brilliant. They may
2: always make me order, because it'd go in. British accent. Yeah. yeah and then the girl would just go, look at you, completely unfounded. And then she always tilts her head. I don't know why. Excuse me?
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> do you always, ramp up the Queen's?
1: Like oh, proper Queen's English? You yeah. Do? You've got to, when, got to when you do it.
0: I'm glad you... Uh, Got that? When you said "ramped up the queens," I was thinking of something completely different. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> <honest. it> were. <laughs> um, Look, I anything else in America? Because
2: that's all we could stay in America. Well, then you know, John would always introduce me when he's like all his highfalutin people that he has meeting, and he would always say, "Oh, this is my groom for the year." He used to groom for Prince Charles, and then he'd walk off, <laughs> and all the Americans, <laughs> and then we all gobs mouth. Like, and, and you've got play a player, I right? I And right? I just—I yeah. got used to it. i
0: would just run it up. <laughs> and you had no, you you know, yes, yeah, it. yeah.
1: me and Charlie. I say right.
0: Now, when they said you used to groom for Prince Charles, I'm assuming you 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 pretended to Careful. groom his horses yeah. and not groomed. No. That's yes, Prince that's Andrew. Andrew. That's, that's <laughs> going to yeah. say that's yeah. Andrew. Let's <laughs> 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 make sure that's allegedly. 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 allegedly yeah. Want to get sued? Um, okay, so, stint in America, but how did you then get from America to to Singapore? Uh, well,
2: I went. After doing that, I flew across and to San Francisco. Uh, no, sorry, I didn't fly. I drove. I drove for a car from, I'm gonna say, upstate New York, right the way across to California.
1: Nice. And then yeah, the guy, cool journey.
2: they gave me. They said, you know, don't worry. They were only giving the drive away. The things that were, they only gave you ten days. But the people were driving their own car across as well. And they said, look, don't worry about it. We'll see you in three and a half weeks. <laughs> and I think yes. So I went down south and went <laughs> <laughs> went to Florida. I took <laughs> the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, nice. I just d- disconnected that till I dominated. And the best part, it was a nice uh, Ford Escort convertible, so it was great.
1: Happy so,
2: days.
0: Uh, okay, so you're in San Francisco, the land of the free, and the- had a relative there who just happened to be the head of the union. So
2: I ended up having breakfast with the mayor in that the. the famous hotel that was on TV and he got me to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge and everything mm. and so it was all bits and dobs like that so it was good fun jeez yeah.
0: what was the top of the Golden Gate Bridge like? Uh, cold cold and cloudy was, you could yeah. see the clouds below you I liked and San Francisco I went there once I really enjoyed it I liked it I liked Alcatraz <clears> I thought that was cool and I liked the Lombard Street going down that I Lombard that, Street yeah, yeah, yeah that was, was quite cool. fun yeah.
1: and the trams just
0: f- the trams are good
1: yeah, it's just yeah. A filthy city, though. Is it? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Have you been to Bangkok? Uh, yeah, that's true. Mm, You're going, aren't you, soon? Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Right. mm Goodbye. Anyway. And then, what was it then? Then next on to Hawaii. Well,
1: oh, don't just skip <coughs> it. <It's>, okay,
0: <coughs> just Hawaii. Yeah, it was was it? It? yeah,
1: I'm in the States. Why not?
0: Did you still, at this point, did you have any plans of what you were going to do? Or are you still
1: just... Horsing pff? around? No. <laughs>
0: Stop it. Stop with the horse it was a good. It was a
2: good connection yeah. because they put me in touch with people in... New Zealand which was after Hawaii that was my next stop and I ended up taking people out on horseback on tours
0: alright John Wayne up in uh, Fungarei so that was how did you get from Hawaii to New Zealand fly fly yeah. so yeah, still yeah. no boats at the moment still nothing nothing on boats
1: and nothing to do with electrics
0: no
1: so I mean electrical marine is now way in the distance <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, I was having fun you know
1: and at, at this point I mean there's this it's obviously, it sounds very cool. I imagine at the time it was pretty mental. Um, were you just sort of living in the moment going from thing to thing, not thinking, it, right, where's this kind of going? I'm yeah. on a, a jolly until this kind of runs out. Yep.
2: Cool. It was basically, I had you know, there was a bit of lump of cash that I got from when I actually sold you drugs. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> I just, I, Damien did not sell drugs. I just want to put it out there. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, when I quit my job in Uh, the uk when the owners found out what i was doing they actually made me redundant so because i gave them three months notice so that extra three months put another what a thousand quid in my pocket so it was uh, and those days that went a long way yeah yeah yeah. Um, so that was good did you like new zealand i did i loved it absolutely loved it i was up a month in the north and it was bizarre like you couldn't even walk down the street with a backpack and people were pulling over and saying can we give you a ride and they said oh money going down the road don't worry <laughs> they were just incredible they wanted to give you a ride everywhere um so i did the horseback bit for yeah a month and that was great and then went down to wellington and did the sheep farm bit there for three days and sat there with the knife every night, picking the gorse out of your arms, you know, because the lambs and I will tell you right now, sheep are the dumbest fucking animals on this planet. (laughs) And after three days, I didn't bat an eyelid with taking a hammer and clubbing one to death because the, the ones that were deformed or ill, but honestly, they were
0: just so stupid
2: okay
1: we should put a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, that bit you might want to take out no 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 I'm not taking nothing no.
0: but okay so, so you would I, I just and get someone's you know, a
1: bit sheepish about it but oh fuck honestly I know, I know I know I know that was bad oh fuck off <laughs> seriously
0: fuck off with the puns I don't like it don't like it at all it's Monday afternoon it's alright we'll chop them out um so when the so basically when the sheep was giving birth, you were helping is this what I'm well, saying? Well no, you're basically You standing
1: here with the club is not oh, helping. <laughs> <laughs> you look alright. You, oh you've
0: got a I was gonna I was gonna no, say yeah. so racist then. I was saying you've got a black face. No, but we don't do that.
2: You've got the one tailing and lambing, so you'd basically put a rubber band around their nuts and a rubber band around their tail, and that's what you do it when they're young.
0: To castrate them?
2: Yes. Okay. And that's what you were doing? Yep. Ooh. and giving them their jabs so it was picking them up dropping them in the when shoot. you say
0: giving them the jabs the movement you just did there like, I just <laughs> want to check that you meant giving, it, it's this not is that fast. you just doing it again Damon, would, right? you, you, you would, would literally
2: pick them up spin yeah. them around and slide them down a chute and the farmer was there just with a, with a thing and then he would just give them the jab two rubber
0: bands and then flick them out again into the right, honestly, if, people, if, if you well. just come and just listen to that part of the podcast, yeah. there's something very dodgy there.
1: This, this was all going really well. I and it just <laughs> went very fucking dumb. again,
0: we are in New Zealand, so yeah, I yeah, guess be, it, yeah, it does right. happen. Yeah, but yeah.
2: the next thing, the next after that, I did another, I think it's 10 days. Yeah, 10 days because I was getting a bit low on funds, so I needed to get some money.
1: So you started clubbing lambs.
2: And when I did that for three, <laughs> three days, it didn't didn't pay very well. But, uh, <laughs> did, you,
0: did you get club per lamb?
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh,
0: why, I just, just going back to club, why, why would you, if they were deformed, you had to they got
2: dodgy leg or something was wrong with them? Fair enough, they're not going to survive, so it's pointless leaving them.
0: Can I just say that as a disclaimer, this was done a long time ago, and do not attack Damien. He doesn't club lambs anymore. Or, or sheep. <laughs> or, or sheep. I'm yeah. just checking. Yeah, no no, <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't, so no. that's good. Okay, so after clubbing lambs.
2: There was a, a job going and it seemed to, when I turned up there, I couldn't I right. had
1: no idea where this is going right now.
2: And it was basically, and I will say to this day, it's the most boringest job I've ever done in my life. But it was, imagine the pile of wood there, a tin of creosote, and a paintbrush. And he said, right, paint every plank of wood and put it over there.
1: Paint the fence. It wasn't a
2: fence. In New Zealand, they use wooden... Uh, frames for the house because of the for the uh, earthquakes so the house can move so I was painting planks of wood that were probably about six metres by I don't know four inches tell you what that's what you think four inches is (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) the only way I could stay sane was literally try and beat my record and I got up to eleven that I could do in an hour
0: but that's, I think if you have a monotonous job, oh, such yeah, as good. that, you, you, have, you to, have to and, switch off. And, and something that we learned when I was at SunSail was we watched this thing called a fish video, and it was all about look, you've got this monotonous job. Make it, find a game that you can do yes. in it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you said, just try to beat your record. Mm. You probably, different from training dogs, but if you had to pick up poo all day long, you got staff for you, then.
1: Well, that, that's more of a, just a hazard thing. I want to step in it.
0: Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. So you beat eleven planks in yeah. an hour. So and the guys
2: that were there, they turned around and they sort of they watched me for the week, and Then they come to the weekend and they sort of said, "Do you want to do overtime? Get double time?" And I said, "Well, I'm up for that."
0: And I came in I twenty-two planks. In yeah. It, yeah. No, but you don't want to do so many then if you're on overtime, do you? You want to slow you it down slow it a bit. Down, yeah. now, you couldn't. You just had to just get,
1: in, get on. Sh- going.
2: I was just determined to try and beat it. I never did, but 11 was the most I ever got up to.
0: And at this point, did you think about that you wanted to... Because you seemed to like New Zealand. Did you feel that there was a place to stay? You still had itchy feet to move on. I seriously thought of
2: going and settling there. Seriously thought about it. Uh, Because after I did that, I then went to the South Island and I met a German or Austrian guy that had a farm and he just said, oh, like he's going away. He needs something to look after the farm. So then I ended up going with him, looking after this farm for a week and a half or something for him. And it was one of the old ones that had a range to get... You had to light the fire and get yeah. hot water and everything like this. Um, and the telephone, it was four rings. That was his number. So it was a, what's called a party line. So you had to wait for the neighbour to see whether... It was one ring, or two rings, three rings, (laughs) four rings, or five rings. It depends So if you didn't get to it quick enough, though. No, it was. It was. You you knew it It was very pronounced. Oh, okay, okay. Because if if you're running
0: in from the inside, oh shit, I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So then, after New Zealand, you you thought about staying there, but then thought. No,
2: I did. You know, once I'd finished there, I went down to this west coast. Did the uh france joseph glacier all on my own because there was no tours at the wrong time of year and it was incredible and then went across to queenstown uh, did the most stupidest thing i've ever done was take a mountain bike with a bungee and go off a a mountain with a parachute (laughs) and it just let go of the bike and the parachute pulls and you go down in the queenstown so i only did it once (laughs) (laughs) right hold on
1: Hold the phone. Can I just go back? We need we need a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Another
0: one. Yeah. Don't jump off mountains. In the mount- uh, sorry, well, no, the, I would say do
1: with a parachute. The parachute. I, so I, you, I, you
0: had a parachute. Had a parachute, which the ripcord was connected to the bike. You just pedal like mad and just. Goes, Are you connected to the bike? No.
1: Well, you're ped- well oh, you're, sitting on it. Yes, you're I'm sitting on it. it.
0: But you're not. If you let go of the bike, the bike goes
2: away, and the it, bike just goes down and hits the rocks, and they pull it back up again and put the next person on it.
1: It probably doesn't drive very straight after that. No, it wasn't too does, bad. Does your chute automatically go, so it, you don't
2: have to... Uh, it rips when you leave the bike. When you let go of the bike, it's the rip cord's attached to the bike. God, that's an awful lot of trust. I know, but you see, that at that time, that's when they were starting all these crazy things in New Zealand because you couldn't sue anybody. <laughs>
1: <What> <laughs> well, not if the parachute and, doesn't open, mate, you're not suing anyone. No, no I no, agree. No. <laughs> have you
0: ever parachuted before at that point? no. Nope. Nope. So it was just get on this bike. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I'm getting this. So you're riding a bike, And you say, right, just jump off off a cliff. Don't worry. You just let go of the bike. And as soon as the bike goes, the parachute comes out. And then you parachute down, even though you've never parachuted before in your life. Yep. Wow. Okay.
1: I mean, I get bungee jumping. I see. I don't. Well, well, I I do, and I don't. And I've done it. And I I, kind of get it. But that's.
0: I've watched you do it. And you did it at that place where that guy fell out of it.
1: Yeah, well, then you just. Yeah, anyway. Mm. Um, But yeah, that you're. You're pedalling to... I mean, that's a bunch of them, you just step off. You're, you're killing yourself by stepping off. That, you're pedalling from distance towards the very end. Yeah. <laughs> relying on the fact that the paperclip doesn't come unstuck to pull... Wow. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm agreeing. It was the stupidest thing he's ever done.
0: Yeah, I'm agreeing. Well, I don't know. Clubbing a lamb. No, that's not stupid, though, to be fair. I quite enjoy to do that. Um, Mint sauce. Yeah. Chops. Just saying. I do miss, lads. One thing I don't like about living here, lamb's really expensive.
1: To all vegans that are tuning in at this particular <laughs> moment. And unlucky vegans. Um,
0: <laughs> so after New Zealand? Uh,
2: went into Australia, and then I was, ended up being the AM manager of the Australian Document Exchange. <laughs> I have no idea what any of that meant.
1: Can you do it in English?
2: Australian Document Exchange is the DX mail, which we still have not now, not so much because of email, etc. But back in those days, you would, with DX mail, it's a private mail service around the world for lawyers, courts, and high-end finance. So they guaranteed that they'd pick the letter up in Australia in the evening, and they would have it in London the following morning. That was, but you know, you obviously paid for that service. Mm. So (coughs) the actual, uh, we had, obviously the AM where we'd be delivering stuff. And then the PM service would be picking the replies up type of thing. And it's all private mail system.
1: How'd you get into that?
2: It was just a guy that I ended up meeting in Australia. He employed me knowing I was totally illegal. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Okay, we didn't mention that. we're in Australia they're all illegal.
0: All complex, right? I ended
2: up getting Several well no, I better not say that bit actually. <laughs> no, we'll I'll, leave that I'll, bit out. Um and then did that for I think I was in Australia for nearly I was in Australia for a year. So I would have done that for at least seven months and got a shitload of cash together. Bought myself a really nice mountain bike that I've still got.
1: Didn't drive that one off a cliff. <laughs>
2: no, no, no still ride that round Phuket.
1: <laughs> How old's that?
2: Uh that 30-odd 30 30 years? 30-odd, 30 yeah, wow. maybe 35 years, something like that. Yeah. Um,
1: got new wheels and a new frame.
2: <laughs> no, it's, <laughs>
1: it's, it's,
0: <laughs> seriously, the only tyres, that's all it's had. Uh, did you like Australia? Between Australia and New Zealand, w- w- which one did you prefer? New Zealand,
2: 100%. You know, people were much nicer and it was much, much... What I liked about it uh, was the fact that come Friday night, everybody stop, buff, and they'd all go out and do something. Mm-hmm. They didn't sit at home watching the goggle box. They were all out, Saturday, Sunday, doing stuff. You know, whether it was skiing, sailing, walking, whatever, but they were all out doing something. And it was that was good to see. Um and then after the document exchange in Sydney, I went to... Well, I thought, well, I need to learn to ski. So, I, you know, it was coming up in the winter <laughs> and I thought to myself, i go to the job centre and say, I oh, want to be a... <laughs> a ski instructor. instructor to, to, no, uh, work on the lifts. So I got a job there, went down. Uh, four and a half months I spent in Threadbone and, you know, couldn't ski to save my life. <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of it, I learned. Yep. Uh and had the nickname of PC. And at the end of it, they didn't know whether it was pummy
0: <laughs> or Piss <laughs> because... Well, we'll have to edit those words out. <laughs> I'll tell you but, what, yeah. it's
1: not politically correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but fair enough, Both, I think
2: both count. Yeah. I actually uh, won the competition of the uh, drinking. I drank 11 and a half schooners in an hour, which is basically
0: 10 pints.
1: <sighs> 11 planks.
0: <laughs> mean you and your hour of competitions. Um, moving on, I'm still trying to get you to Singapore. Uh, what did I do after that? So
2: I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, I would have left, left Australia, and actually flew back to the UK because I'd met a girl in Oz, and we went back, surprised mum and dad for Christmas. Worked for a bit again, went back to the states for another little stunt there, but it wasn't the same. And then came back, then into Bali, and then Singapore, and then I was. And this was back back. You were just backpacking again,
0: still yep. with no kind of. No, I did. I did three years basically without having a a real job, you know. And or, no plan. <laughs> it was just go with the flow, see what happens. Yep. Right. Yep. And it's I, nice doing that.
1: It sounds amazing. What? Where were your? parents at this particular point
2: they were still in the uk
1: but i mean in terms of you know sons off gallivanting around the world and doing drug deals in new york and riding <laughs> horses and, i mean were they like you know can you get a real fucking job son at some point or they no. quite happy with you
2: the fact that you know as i always as my mum said you always like fall in a bucket of horseshit and you come out smelling of roses you know so it always worked out It always had money and stuff so
1: yeah. Yeah, you're, you're happy you're yeah. getting
0: by So, and go. I think back then as well because I started travelling in 94 or started working overseas in 94 and you didn't the communication was very much different yeah, so yeah. my mum and dad see everything that happened now to the kids mm. or, or to me yeah. whereas back then you had a phone call every couple of months yeah. if that because it was yeah. either really expensive to have a phone call there was no internet and, yeah. and there was no chatting on MSN or on Messenger or on WhatsApp or yeah. anything yeah. So it's very different, I think people were more relaxed to just let you go and travel, and you were more, you know, you didn't matter if you didn't hear from you for so long, mm-hmm. it was, just, it that, was normal, was norm. it was yeah. completely normal. Yeah. Um, did you like Bali? Um,
2: I'm trying to think now whether, I'll, I think I just blitzed through it and you know, I was only there for a few days or something, it was just, that was the cheapest route or something on airfares or something like that, that was.
0: And then you ended yeah. up in Singapore. Ended up in Singapore. Um, Which must have been quite vibrant
2: at that time. Well, I actually went, that was when, from Singapore, I took the, did I get the third class there? No, I would have got the second class train all the way up to maybe Haji, and then I took third class all the way up to Chiang Mai, and that <laughs> was incredible, absolutely incredible.
0: And that was just for a little train journey, just to go and explore. Yeah, a so day's TV. Oh no! It was days. It was many weeks <laughs> <laughs> to do it all.
2: What was third class like? You had, you had to bring a stool. There was no chairs, and there was pigs and chickens running around. and it was cra- really yeah, proper. Yeah. Oh, excellent. it was incredible. No and the, sheep, and
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd been clubbed to death, and yeah. knocked out. You me? Yeah. What was doing it? Stop it! That was the evening entertainment. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no. But being obviously, a lot of the time, I was the only white fella on the in the. Carriage and the ties were great. They were and all... you'd
0: never, this was your first kind of. First time into, into Thailand. It was early 88.
2: Why, and, yeah. uh,
1: sorry, why? I, I can't understand you getting into Hat yeah, Yai, but then why straight from there all the way up to Chiang Mai? Oh,
2: that all or, the or way you, Or you traveled. As I traveled. To, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, it was okay. like I came into Phuket and, yeah, okay, and, okay, and sorry, carried I'm on, saying, you know, it was, yeah. it was all the uh, bits and bobs. so uh, um, but it was it was really good fun
1: were you um, odd jobbing through time no as well? just, no I just didn't journey. need it
2: yeah it was so so cheap you know yeah. um, I stayed on Koh Lanta for a month and it was the guy had just opened or built this bungalow and I had to go with him after I paid my month's rent which was I'm Pretty gonna much. yeah it was nothing and we, he went and bought the mattress that I was going to sleep on. <laughs> it was, that's how new it was. So it was great. So I just stayed there and I had a kid that used to had a hammock and then he'd come and, and I'd buy him a Coke and he'd swing my hammock for it <laughs> when I was staying <laughs> reading the book.
0: <laughs> it was no, just... I'm not, <laughs> not sure how we, how we interpret that one. <laughs> to be fair, I'm going I'm to leave it, I think. Um, so you, you're now in the land of the smiles. Yeah. And then again...
2: I flew home,
0: um,
2: yeah, I can't remember why I flew home. I flew home for, so- oh, that was right, it was a friend's wedding. Went back, um, did the wedding, boof, then came back and I came into Singapore and that's when I thought, right, let's go sailing. And, I, and where um, did that sailing buzz just,
0: just for just was I another thought adventure?
2: Done, yeah, I thought, you know, I'd done a couple of bits in New Zealand, yeah, New Zealand. I thought that was nice, it was good fun, So. And then, as I said, I was thinking, right, let's go sail back to Australia. But, as it turned out, it was about this time of year, which is the wrong direction. So, uh, and then, as I said, these two Swedish girls rocked up and got jobs like that. I thought, this is not fair. (laughs) So, then I put up electrical engineer, and then I got two job offers straight away, and then people got to know me. Then I got the work on Isora of Trenganu that was the first boat that I worked on
0: and at that point you'd never worked on marine electronics. now is it, I don't know I'm not an, you got your hand up ready to ask yeah, no,
1: it's a similar sort of track you know electrical engineering I get why you would this is what I do <coughs> but you weren't specifically applying in the marine industry no but they just tagged you and said yes come on, on yeah
2: but you know because I did electrical engineering not specific like like I couldn't wire a house I wouldn't have a clue how to wire a house it's, it's a total different that's sort of what's called plant sort of wiring. And that's not what I studied. Oh, god, I just did that. What so what did you study then? What electrical engineering what so, <laughs> Um PCBs, circuits uh, um, yeah, it's you beyond, know. It's beyond. Like how to point. plug shit together. No, we would assemble the boards and the right, okay. test the boards and fault finding. So on where the
1: all of this stuff connects to, that's your bit. Yeah. Right, okay. Right. And is there
2: what's in there? there?
1: Gotcha. And and, and
0: does that then relate to the marine side of things, or was it because of the
2: basic? With my five-year apprenticeship, it was basic. The first year was mechanical, and then you do electrical engineering, which you do all the basics. So I had the let's say the fundamentals were there, and that's how. And then reading up and studying it, and you know, you get to used to how what things should be done like. And, you know, there's several people in the industry that have made or sort of written several books. And over the years, they've changed their way of thinking. Mm-hmm. There's one guy that he's changed his way of thinking twice. <laughs> and it's just that after 10 years, they found, oh, that's not really the way right to do it. Right, or let's we'll go back this to way. this way, you know. Well, if Stephen
0: so. Hawkins can do, he's changed his mind, is not he? Yeah.
1: To be um, fair. So we're now circa uh, mid-80s late 80s late, late, late 80s.
2: yeah well this is about 89 now
1: gotcha yeah. okay and this oh yeah right okay and the job this was like your first job job yep which is now on this yacht mm. Yeah. I'm guessing it was quite a big nice yacht not uh, a it was a
2: 50 56 gaff rig oh, no that wasn't the gaff rig it was a catch um, it was built in Tranganu in Malaysia um, for how can I describe him Carefully, Uh, (laughs) he wasn't a pleasant person to work for.
1: Okay,
2: Uh, he worked for the BBC. Is that where you
1: learned your skills? Or (laughs) so he was was also PC. Um.
2: (laughs) He he worked for the BBC doing documentaries on charities, and that's how he built his boat.
0: Ah, okay. That's why I don't like him. Fair enough. You know, there's a lot of people like that. I think that do a lot of stuff for charities. Where yeah, yeah. But no,
1: I'm curious because this is you've been gallivanting around the world having an amazing time and now okay appreciate heads now perhaps in the game or i should probably get a job but this is like your first job job mm. and certainly your first foray into doing what you were actually trained to do yep. many moons before and we're now like for now if, if you and i or any of us wanted to go and do a job that was either we'd studied for or even not it's very easy to log on to our phones and our computers and get some you know, Get on YouTube, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Back then, you didn't. Okay, you had books, but at the same time, you're now right. I've got to do this. This is what I said I can do. Mm. How did you feel? Fine. Just straight into it?
2: Yeah, yeah, and I didn't have second nature to be honest. It, it, you know, cool. um, there was the boat didn't know, sink, so no, no, we'll it still it's still uh... going.
0: And then, how did you end up on the shores of Phuket?
2: Well, we sailed from because he got fed up trying to get work done in singapore because back then it was terrible to try and get any contractors or carpenters or anything mm. like that so <clears throat> he found carpenters from a shipyard here and moved them down to phuket and we sailed the boat up to phuket and that's how i got here and then i suppose back in those days it was jimmy's lighthouse in el Chalong yeah. and people got to know me and then i would get other jobs from that uh then i worked for um mark hallward at southeast asia did we we rescued seraph Sh- when she uh, went on the rocks in the Similans? and um, i rewired that and then i worked then for Jerome as a um, just the skipper on andaman explorer for three months um then i did another job on a big car ferry that was being converted to a dive boat and did all the wiring on that uh, took that down then to Singapore and then decided to both come back up and that's how I started the company
0: and that uh, was that, that's just started just like that so yep. you were just getting the jobs and you thought you might as well yeah it was, going. Going. it was
2: good money and yeah. I enjoyed it here it's good fun so, so.
1: And at that stage I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna base yourself and set up your own company you are at this point perhaps thinking a little bit longer term yep so did you have in mind that you know, was it a case of I've got a 5 or 10 year plan here or,
2: or no or just just go with the go flow with the flow yeah you know it's having fun it was paying the bills boof mm-hmm. um, then obviously you know the, my first lad was born when he was 98 yeah so I'd had a few years and everything and then uh mum and dad would stop here on the way out to see my sister so it was a good you know halfway point for them as well. I'm well she in
0: Australia I'm guessing then.
2: Yeah my sister okay. had moved to Brisbane so yeah. So was, uh,
0: what uh, was the um I mean you've you've been here for 33 years mm. so you've seen a lot of changes. Yeah. A lot of changes. Fortunately yeah. <laughs> um any particular things that jump out at you that are for good or bad reasons or? It's the way there was one
2: I started with a few others Alan Cook and Chris Hill and Martin Carpenter and Andy Dowden and that.
0: You've st- named some good people there. Mm, You've yeah. also named some people that I really don't like there. Well, and I'm going to yeah. leave it open to anyone to guess who. Well, we, we started the British Business Association. Did you really?
2: Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I was on the committee for five years, I think. Yeah, five years. Two years or three years as the chairman. Uh, but it, we had one speaker who was a town planner from the UK and he had been out on holiday and whatever somebody knew him and we got him to do do us a talk and he said just in the week though or 10 days that he'd been there driving around the island he was seeing where all the construction that was happening and that they were blocking all the natural clongs and he said you can't do this you've got to they've been there for hundreds thousands of years you cannot keep blocking them you will have floods and what do we got now? You know. Oh, no,
1: so, I, no, I'm not gonna have you slagging off the infrastructure here in Bruce, it's faultless.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. You know that, That's the one thing is that they just haven't had that forward planning. It's just build, 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 you know. Uh, and then there's so many, like, obviously I, I work a lot up in Paddy and Bangkok and you go there. <laughs> and it's horrendous they're continuously mm. building these sh- three-story shop houses and there's 90% of them or 80% of them are empty mm. why do they keep building them you know it's just and, and not
1: only that there's no there's no there's no regard for the the infrastructure that goes around any of these no. things either it's just no. like well we want to be here so we're going to build this thing here regardless of mm. traffic flow
0: mm. uh, well, like building Dream. a big shopping centre on the edge of a roundabout that isn't a roundabout, and then blocking it all off so no one can get in and out.
1: Uh, and also, um, well, y- yes. You
0: so when they build the tunnel there, can you imagine the chaos they're going to have? Yeah. Is it going to be a tunnel or an overpass? Underpass. Yeah. I'm glad I'm moving. Yeah. Um, what about the marine industry over the last 30 years? Because obviously that's your your bread and butter. How's that changed? Um, okay, the
2: way... I found the best way to deal with it because everyone obviously here was oh, the import import is so expensive and blah 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 the one thing I did was actually basically every year I would go to customs and I would buy their tariff books which is only 500 baht and that the tariff code is international code and you can tell your supplier to put that tariff code on the invoice, so when it comes through, there's no arguments, and that's what we would do. And a lot of the actual equipment, because Thailand has one of the largest fishing fleets in the world, the equipment that we were selling or servicing, etc., it was wasn't a high import duty. It was three percent, one percent, you know, it was nothing. It was fine. So I would learn all of that and. Over the years, I have had, you know, uh, my run-ins with customs and to the extent where I've actually challenged them. You challenge someone? Never. (laughs) And it's gone to uh, the ombudsman. Out of the three times that I've challenged them, I've only lost once. The other times that the ombudsman has agreed with me and I've got my... You have to pay 20,000 baht plus what the customs officer feels its value is. Um, up front, but you get that back if you win. and That's what I, you know. So it was good.
0: Were you part of the team that went up and talked about the the, the whole tax I, thing for boats yeah, and yachts? When
2: when all that started, uh, again, I was on that with basically myself, Andy, Alan Cook, and Kevin Quilty. And Kevin and I spent the weekend, and we did a we had to do an A four piece of paper listing all. I won't not, can't really use the word components, but We had to say, these are the parts we need to get the duties reduced on as well to help the marine industry. So we were very vague, like marine engines and all parts related. That was the sort of way you had to word it, you know. Um, So we did all of that. So we did get, obviously, they got the yachts uh, imports reduced to zero and a lot of mainly the engine parts and peripherals and generator parts that got reduced as well uh, so that was good
1: just in on terms of how was that received initiative at the local level
2: they wanted it okay no no the, honestly the customs that all of them are, are they, they all want it they know it would be better
1: they, but, they can see the bigger picture this, yes. this is going to help the industry oh
2: yeah right. 100% yeah. 100% yeah. but unfortunately the whether it's the constitution or the law or whatever, they can only do within what's nah, there. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, they know, like I've, I've approached them before because for us as a service company, as soon as we step ashore with a piece of equipment off a foreign flag boat, you're breaking the law. You're, right, yeah. you're bringing an illegal import onto the mainland, you know. So I tried to set it up where we'd have like a three-ticket thing so, we'd leave one ticket on the boat, one ticket would be given to customs, and one ticket would go with the product and stay with the product. So, everybody knew which vessel it was from. They, great idea, but they said, you know, it's yeah. breaking the law still, you know. Right. But they, that's why they turn a blind eye to it, you know. So.
0: <laughs> what do you see the future for the marine industry in Thailand? Because <laughs> they've, they've, they've got to give yacht in transit. Have you to. have to explain that to the, the non yachties, like um, me,
1: to, to land people. <laughs>
2: yeah. Basically, yacht in transit means they have all the duty free rights. So they can bring in parts and you just have the registered vessels. So they, they do have it here for commercial vessels. So I've done a lot of the with the fisheries um, departments that I've worked with over the years. We can bring in uh, echo sounders and sonars all duty free. They just go straight to the vessel. It's completely no import duty, no VAT at all, as long as it's a foreign flag vessel. Now, that's what happens in most countries around the world. And to be honest, they'd make more money if they allowed that. But unfortunately they don't, well the powers to be don't see that.
1: Where do they make the money out of that? Through the contractors doing it?
2: Yes, there'd be more vessels but is there,
1: is there an argument then that yeah, it's the guys on the ground doing the work make the money, but those in the the administrators upstairs are losing out.
2: Yeah, but in the long run,
1: I I yeah I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but that's just not how the it's money is. But
2: yeah, well that's the thing. It's that's why I'm saying yeah. the bigger picture. You know, like the argument of making Phuket. You know, ever since I've been here, there's always been talk. Oh, Phuket's going to be duty free next year. Yeah. You know, it's still not. But there's still shitload of land that's on this island owned by major hotel groups Mm -hmm. that have never been built on so they're waiting for that and when was it fantasy when that first opened when i first went in there i looked around i'm thinking this is casino it was all movable furniture that could be a casino overnight Mm. you know and that's what it was built for everyone was saying there's a big white elephant but you know that's what it was built for it was built to be a casino and it will be a casino one day whether it'll be in my lifetime I'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: solar panels solar power that's obviously something that's that's big at the moment you're you're a big advocate for it all I've got three lots I've got
2: 20 kilowatts in total on the island Um, and yeah I run a full EV I can charge my car completely off grid so I drive for free. Um with the one of the shipyards that I work with we did the first uh 60 silent sixty which is a sixty foot catamaran we built five of them here which are completely solar powered uh, mm. catamarans. Um they're gorgeous looking actually those boats. Mm, nice um uh, don't go that quick though <laughs> It's not about the speed you know I, I, are you
0: seeing
1: more people sure moving? That's like wind not sun though
0: <laughs> yeah are you seeing more people move towards
2: the solar? Yep, I've got the one of the other shipyards we're now doing five uh full electric ferries um. They will be what? The, what do they call it? A range extender. Hmm. It's a generator, but they, they've got. It, they've given it a fancy word, calling a range extender. It's Good though. It's good. I need a range <laughs> extender sometimes. <laughs> That's
1: a personal issue. I
2: oh, know. Yeah. So uh, that is happening, yeah, and there's more and more because solar panels. The efficiency of solar panels. You know, even now, the best solar panels are probably 28 percent. That's how efficient. So it's there's a long way to go mm. when you start getting up to that 50 plus. Wow, you're talking, it's, game it's changing. It, yeah, it really is a
1: game changer.
0: And you drive, you've got two electric cars. Yep. Um, I'm just about to
1: sneeze. Go for it. I'll go. Which electric cars do you have? Uh, bless you. Oh,
2: Thank you. The actual okay, the first one which bless I've you. had for thank you four and a half years or so was a. Uh, it was a mercedes 350e which is a hybrid mm-hmm. um so the do you only get i can get to my office in back when i first got it now i have to plug in each end right uh, so but yeah I, I i worked out that i was able to do 68 percent on the battery so that was pretty good as well but mercedes insisted on having servicing the engine when 20,000 kilometer service (laughs) and it's not even done 10,000. yeah. So it's like, mmm. Okay. But anyway, but now I've got a full 100% EV, which is the MG, um, hoping, hoping that either BYD will have the BYD Han or Tesla will have the Model Y at the motor show in December and then I'll get one of those.
1: In terms of the infrastructure on the island at least, to support that, is that growing?
2: How many charges do you think are on this
0: island now? None, apart from your house.
1: I'm with Jay on that because I haven't seen any.
0: Fifty. Is there really? There's at least fifty.
1: Right, whereabouts? Um, I, mean, Ban- I mean, dotted all over, all over okay, like P- Town or Banyan
0: what? Banyan Tree had one, didn't they? I'm sure they. put well, Boat
1: Avenue put two up, and within a week they were gone.
0: Yeah, they basically
2: PT, P- PTT PTT. They've got four on this island. Um, which are the best ones? They're 120 kilowatts. And the MG showrooms have got one in Sapam, one on the bypass road, and there's another one up by the airport, which is in a, mm. a hotel. Uh, and they've got one down south somewhere as well. And then you've got the E which are loads of them around the island. Central's got two.
1: Actually, yes, I've seen them in Central. You you know, that's right, yeah. And and how long does it, but but how long does it take?
2: Uh, okay, depending on the size. So, when I actually drove just a few weeks back, I drove from here to Padia and it cost me there and back six uh, sorry twelve hundred baht, six hundred bar each way, to do a couple of thousand kilometres. Yeah. You know, um, basically, if you can get into the PTT ones, which are four four and a half baht over the weekend. 23 minutes so you can plug in go and have a piss get a coffee buff and then you're ready to go again and you know you don't want to take the car it's only when you do road trips that you'll take it up to 100 i always keep mine between 80 and 40 percent you know that sort of range i built a little ups system for want of a better word at home so i charge the batteries from the solar during the day. And then I come home and I can plug the car in to that right. and charge the car up and I'll get 25% off the batteries each day if I want it. And pretty yeah. much that's all I use a day. And there's enough
1: in- infrastructure within Phuket for you oh. just shooting around the island anyway, you, you, oh. you'll, you'll find a point, yeah.
2: The only, I don't, <clears> throat> generally,
1: throat>
0: don't it, I generally don't use them unless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine going there and there's some Thai guy with two wires, just like that, <laughs> just, waiting in, yeah, yeah. just waiting for you to come. There you go, and just holds them yeah. and hopes for the best. <laughs> um, Russell. Yes? we, ha- we Just asked the question.
1: What sort of things do you perhaps still have on your bucket list? South Africa. Oh, wow, that's a quick answer. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's I almost like d- you prepped
1: that. I know. I do.
0: Because yeah. what we do, Russell, we've, and now the guests that I get... They get information before they come. Unlike
1: yes, I get.
0: Don't get information before they come. Because I don't
1: get given the information to give to them.
0: Anyway, Damien's got it right here and he's made notes.
1: Look at that. God, got notes. I mean, I'm still stunned with my purple Snickers. This um, is not a euphemism, by the way. Um, <laughs> South Africa.
2: Um, I've never been there. I've always. That's one of the countries I've always dreamt of going to. Um, obviously, to do the the wineries the first thing and then uh the victoria falls and then obviously the national park or the Mm -hmm. game park or something like that that's just you know it's just wow it'd be fantastic to see those animals yeah just really running around wild you know it's very cool so
1: my my own suggestion about vic falls would be to go when the water is low Mm. Uh, everyone's like you want to see these gushing big waterfalls you don't because all you just see is spray mm. whereas if you go when it's low um, yeah the waterfall's not a very impressive because it's a little bit of a trickle but you see the gorge and it's incredible
0: well extreme sportsman Damien over here will get in a barrel and probably <laughs> go <laughs> off it <laughs>
1: bounce off it yeah
0: <laughs> well the people were doing it you can't bungee of, <laughs> <laughs> of jump off it falls
1: oh, No, I'm not so one doing.
0: Just, is that. just South Africa anything else
2: no that's pretty much it, it and
0: don't take this the wrong way um, but 30 odd years in the business 33 Mm. odd years in the business still going strong a few aches and pains along the way Mm. are you still going going to keep going or you want to stop are you going to retire or you know no I'll I'll do
2: another at least probably six months five (laughs) five ten years Uh, I'm just sort of grooming my son and and another lad to get into it so I'm starting with going off to uh, Amsterdam and then Rhode Island to do training courses later this year. Um, so with the one in Rhode Island, when we do that, we'll be the gang, my company will be the highest technical level of uh, service center for Asia, not just Thailand, mm. you know, for the for the KVH, satellite TV and uh, internet systems, So that'll be a good thing. and with the shore power units now that things have opened up again you know i've got jobs set up in maldives i've got a job in korea and a couple of jobs north in padia and bangkok and that's you know i'm the only person that can do that in this area you know so it's it's good to do those training courses. Yes, it costs you money to go to the factory and spend mm-hmm. the time in the factory, but it, in the long run, it's yeah. worth it. It's really worth it. Know,
1: absolutely. And mm. look, you're clearly still loving it and enjoying it, so why... Oh, yeah, the know,
2: channels. Right? You know, When I get a problem, like <laughs> I think it was like last week or yeah, last week or the week before, I was on the, the 10-year-old boat and there's, we started to do something and all the cables just started falling apart, all the fittings, and it was like, holy crap. And the owner, he was leaving the sun the, on the Sunday, and he was just in my ear. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on when we would do things because it was the whole network was just starting to get weird, wonderful issues. Mm. And uh, I don't actually remember saying it was my, my son told me that, I, but I actually told the owner to get the fuck off this boat now if you want me to fix this. <laughs> I can imagine that yeah, you did say yeah. that, and he did leave. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> yeah. I bet he did. <laughs> but I did fix it before I left. Yeah. I had it all working again. There you go. You see. And then, you know, I did apologise for shouting and swearing at him. I said, but I just needed to. Yeah. You know, I couldn't deal with someone in my ear. I yeah. Just let me it. fucking fix or,
1: the problem, and I'll come back to you afterwards. Yeah. No, yeah it, you, you
2: know, when you're in a like train of thought or something, you've got to zone out.
0: You can't have someone. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know the feeling. I have someone in my head all the time (laughs) all the time all day long all (laughs) night long
1: you should have some serious words with that person I will
0: do <laughs> um, Damien, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Mm. Um,
1: and thank you so much for the chocolate. Yeah, amazing. no, I appreciate it. I got the small piece. You've,
0: you've still got to open that up because I want to see if it's a real. We'll, we'll, snicker bar. we'll, we'll eat yes. it afterwards. Um, but no, thank you very much. And mm. 30 years in the business is, is pretty impressive. Mm. And to have your company for that long. Mm. And if anyone does want any.
1: Should we insert a sound clip of a round of applause there? I could do. Yeah.
0: I could do. <laughs> a cheering more yeah. than a Cheer- applause yeah, 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 cheering, Are you doing I think.
1: cake. Or is this it? This is the case. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but you don't... Only, I mean, if you do need anything electrical-wise, especially if you've got camper homes and going camping and stuff, then, mm. you know, go see Damien with stuff like that as well because you deal with Master Vault, which also do camping. Yep, um, RV systems, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever you just said. <laughs> so it's, it's worth going to check you out. Cool, we'll put the links in the description as always. Damien, thank you very much. Mate, it's been awesome, thank you. Thank you, sir. Honestly, you were right. You were <laughs> dead right. <laughs> I, I, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> I, I have to say, I've worked for Damien for, for uh, God knows how many years and known you for longer than that mm. but I didn't know that is brilliant I'm mm. super impressed we did this I'm that's, very happy that's
1: why I do like this podcast it's great isn't yeah. it
0: <laughs> it really is <laughs> Damien thank you very much cheers buddy bye bye
1: bye oh dear welcome to the outro it's my bit welcome to the outro hello mate hello mate that was well cool did you like that I really enjoyed that good so thanks for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next week I didn't know what to say
0: then <laughs> no I really like Damien he's he's he a lovely guy
1: chocolate so he is my number one fan at this uh, minute well, no absolutely anyone who brings no, us chocolates is lovely
0: um, he did ask a long time ago to be on the pod. he's a regular listener cool and so he asked a long time ago Uh fourth yeah we've probably lost one now though <laughs> yeah. to be fair <laughs> we won't mention that on the hundredth episode, which mm-hmm. was the never the hundredth episode, which I refused to do a, hundred, yeah, yeah. a hundredth episode. We
1: did 104th, didn't we? <laughs> I went 101.
0: So I went from 99 to 101 because I never wanted to have that whole rigmarole. Who's going to be number 100? Who's going to be number 100? Anyway, Damien actually did ask. He goes, it would be a good idea. Could I be 100? And it never panned out because I didn't want anyone to be 100 because I, I don't know why. I just one of those things. So anyway, it was just only last week he sent me a message saying, Jay, it's time for me to be on. I've got some stories
1: and i f- fuck me. I, I know he's got some stories. He really has.
0: I've known the guy since I came to Phuket because he was f- friends with the people that I was, mm. came to work for. And so got to know him and I, I do do work for him and I have been <laughs> working Do do. <laughs> I said poo poo. Um, I do work for him and have been for the last few years. Mm. So. You know him. I know him, but I never but knew him. Know. Yeah. That's brilliant. And that, that's, the fact he's in horses and stage coaching I mean, and... Not literally in horses, but... N- well, he might have been. Who knows? <laughs> killing lambs. <laughs> Can I just say, I'm making a joke out of killing lambs.
1: It's not funny. It's not big. It's not clever. Well, well it, funny.
0: it is amusing in some ways. Uh, but no, I really like Damien. He's, he's got a very dry sense of humour. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes what he likes. And he's a good he guy to know. He says it as he sees it. He says yeah. it how he sees it. And I like that about him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take any bullshit... Um, Very quiet and unassuming otherwise. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't... Are you beeping? I'm
1: beeping. What's, what's my your what's my battery's running low.
0: Oh, okay. In more Just, ways than one. I know. That's because you're throwing 70k sandbags over your shoulder. <laughs> well, I don't understand that. And if you haven't seen this video, go to Facebook and search Russell D. Russell or uh, Gluten Fitness. Gluten. Luten. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Don't have gluten. Go luten. No gluten. That'll luten, do. gluten. Gluten, gluten. Gluten. I'm fucking this up, aren't
1: I? Just for a change.
0: A loot and fitness. That'll do. Um and you will see Russell throw a seventy kilo bag of sand. But what I didn't understand, you just pick it up your front over your shoulder and walk away. Might there be. was no kind of up and down mode, you just kind of picked it up. You're just like a caveman. Yeah. Oh,
1: I pick it up. Oh. Oh. I drop oh. it. Oh. I pick up I drop it. Yeah. But you just
0: should you just lower it down gently and then you can or you just pick it up and drop just it. Just pick it up and drop it and do that a few times. My kids are twenty kilos. I should try Start it with them. With them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Damien. I like Damien. He's a very cool guy, and it's thirty years in the business. Now, how long have you had your business for?
1: Uh, well, what year is it now?
0: Proper, not not doesn't your house doesn't
1: count. It oh, doesn't. I guess it does, doesn't no, it? it does, should do. It Fucking does. All right, calm down. <laughs> how long yeah, have you been so for? Full time in the house, eight six years. Okay, that's not bad. Yes, six and a half years full time. Well, i have got a little way to go, haven't you? Yeah. Good. Happy days. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, buddy. You're not here next week, are you? Uh, well, well, we don't well, know, do we? We don't know, because I don't know when this is going out. When's this coming out? This is
0: coming out this Thursday, which so, is not this Thursday, because it's Thursday the 29th, I think it
1: is. So I'm here this week.
0: Yeah, but you're, you're, you're not <laughs> you're, you're not here next week when I record one on Friday, because you're going to the bang of the cock.
1: No, no, this week I'm going to banging cock.
0: This but, week, as in
1: today is whatever... Not not today, that the listeners today, because that's... No, that's in the future. That's in the future. Oh, that's weird. Today is an hour today where we are now in You're the present. You're not going to
0: Bangkok today?
1: No, because today's not Friday.
0: You're leaving on Friday. I'm leaving and on Friday. And that's when we normally record a podcast. Correct. but It just so happens today's Monday. It's very confusing for everybody. <laughs> God knows what day of the week is. Anyway, happy day this of is, the this week. This
1: is why only three people listen.
0: <laughs> no, no one listens this far in, I don't think. Do they?
1: Do people really listen to this end bit? I don't think they do. It's only a bit worth listening to if you ask me. Oh, I think you're right. At first it was shit. Apart from the shortcut, thank you, Damien, for my pink Snickers. Thank you,
0: Damien, for my small geezers, which Russell poured on the table when you left. That was hilarious. It wasn't very funny. Right, get out of here, Russ. Let's go and do a Bartcast. Woof! Okay. <laughs> I just said okay. Okay. Bye. Uh, we'll be back, same shark, well we'll say we, I'll be back, same shark time, same shark place Is this Nick- your new
1: outro thing? Same shark time, same shark Are place used you still on my radio
0: show and I brought it back when you weren't here, when you were in the <coughs>
1: US of A No,
0: no you have been to US of A this year When you were away in England on your hollybobs, bobs mm-hmm. I came back and did a couple of podcasts cheeky by ones. myself, cheeky ones And I just brought back my, you'll hear me, same shark time, same shark place it was, I used to do it on my old radio show years and years ago And I thought I'd bring it back for prosperity reasons. I
1: like it. Thanks. Cheers, buddy. Goodbye. See you next time. Same shark time, same shark place.
0: Oh, i do it, though. Oh, okay. It doesn't count for you. Jump. Pour off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Follow us on Facebook at Jail Shark and Friends. On Twitter at Phuket Podcast. On Instagram at Phuket Podcast. But the best place to go is PhuketPodcast.com. The Jail Shark and Friends and Russell podcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at 13 productionscom